welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. And uh, as usual, I'm going to go right into what I'm going to talk about here today. Now, today's this week's subject is financial accountability, getting your money right. 
last week's segment for those of you who were here, but if you weren't, you can probably catch them on the Breakfast with Champions podcast at your convenience. I talked about the only three ways that anybody can earn money, and there are only three. Either what you accept, what you negotiate, or what you are in position to demand. So this week, since it's financial accountability, let's talk about accountability. Now, I'm a person who, for those of you who are not familiar with me, my background is in the sports uh, industry. I played basketball professionally for nine years after I walked on at a Division three college. I started talking about mindset to athletes because a lot of athletes, when they found out my story coming from an unheralded background, how did you do it? They asked me a lot about you know showing up consistently and believing in yourself and mental toughness. How did you keep going when you face so many setbacks? And that led me to what I do now, which is I have this company, this brand called Work On Your Game that and a philosophy that's all about taking the mental tools to help athletes get to the top 1% on the court or on the field and applying those same tools to everyday work and everyday life. So I get a lot of people, uh, usually non-athletes, who ask me about accountability. They usually come to me for accountability, uh, strategy, uh, just making sure they're getting their things done the way things are supposed to be getting done. And one mistake that I notice a lot of people making when it comes to this concept of accountability is they kind of overcorrect. In other words, they start what they call holding themselves accountable or maybe holding other people accountable, but what they're really doing is beating themselves up or really beating themselves down. And what I wanna make sure, to, what I wanna make clear here today is that there is a distinction between holding yourself accountable and beating yourself down or holding others accountable and beating others down. But let's keep the conversation just on ourselves here. That's where I'm gonna speak from today because Again, for those of you who are not familiar with me, at work on your game, no matter what the conversation is about, who it's about, who did what, why they did it, when they did it, where they did it, we always bring the conversation back to number one, which is the person in the mirror, because that's the only person that we can control. So I, you can use everything I'm going to share here today when it comes to holding others accountable. Those of you who are teachers, leaders, uh, people, you're in a position of authority with anyone, parent, bosses. But this is really about how you're holding yourself accountable versus are you actually making yourself worse with what you are calling, quote unquote, accountability. And there's a difference between being the self-accountable individual, which is a healthy way of making sure you're staying on top of yourself, versus being what some people like to say, their own worst critic. And I'm sure there are some people in this room, you don't have to self-identify. But there, are, I'm sure there are people here who will say things like, and I've heard people say this, well, I'm my own worst critic. I say, well, who, who holds you accountable? How do you make sure that you're getting better? What do you, what do you say to yourself after a, you get off the stage giving a speech or you just did a live webinar or you just you know, played a sport, you just did some type of performance or a job interview? What do you say to yourself? And I hear people say this all the time, I'm my own worst critic. And I hear people say this in a proud way. They say this like this is, this is something that they want to be commended for, being their own worst critic. I'm going to offer you a different perspective. Being your own worst critic is not a good idea. Right? You don't want to be your own worst critic. And today, as I get into my points, you'll understand why that is and why if you do have critics, just make sure it's not you. And there's going to be critics. Just make sure it's not yourself and you're not making yourself worse through your own self-conversation, being that you are the person that you converse with more often than anyone else. So getting into my points, I have three points I'm going to get through here today. And when I'm done, maybe, hopefully there's some time for some discussion and feedback. But I don't know, the last two weeks when I've asked for anyone to give feedback, it's been awfully quiet, but we'll see. We'll see. 
Point number one, topic once again is holding yourself accountable versus beating yourself up. Let's first of all get a clear definition of what this word accountable means. Is anytime I, especially, be familiar with whether it's a word or a phrase, I like to give a definition so that we're all on the same page and we're all operating from the same baseline. Again, especially these days where the definitions get changed for for expediency and convenience for people. So let's be clear where we're at today. Definition of accountable. Required or expected to justify actions or decisions responsible. Close quote. That's the definition of what it means to be accountable. Accountability simply means, everybody, measuring yourself against what you claimed you would do or what was expected of you. And that expectation can come from the outside externally or it can come internally. It can come from you. Accountability is a good thing. Okay, so I'm not against accountability. Actually, I'm all for accountability. As a matter of fact, people depend on me for making sure they stay on top of their own accountability. So I definitely have to be accountable myself. Accountability keeps you on point, keeps you focused. It keeps you organized as long as you allow it to. Most people, however, when they are trying to be their own worst critic or uh, holding themselves accountable but doing a little bit too much, they take it a little bit too far and becoming their own worst critic. And when you're being your own worst critic, you think about what that actually means. What is a critic? A critic is a person who's offering you some form of criticism. They're looking at what you did or who you are, or what you represent or what you have produced, and they're offering some feedback about it. Now, of course, we have constructive feedback. We also have destructive feedback. But if you are calling yourself your own worst critic, what kind of criticism is that? It doesn't sound constructive to me. You're, being your own worst critic means you're the person who's talking worst about you and about your work and about what you have produced and about who you are as a person worse than anyone else out there. Why would you want to be your own worst critic? Because to be your own worst critic, you must engage in a healthy amount of negative self-talk. And as the late, great Zig Ziglar once said on one of his tapes, which I still listen to, uh, consistently. He said, what I say to you is not nearly as important as what you say to you. So when you're being your own worst critic and engaging in that negative self-talk, because maybe that's the way that you have uh, learned or come to believe that's how you're holding yourself accountable, what you're actually doing is making yourself worse. You may be holding yourself accountable. That's the way that you see it, but we just gave a definition of that word. So maybe you might want to change that thought pattern. But you're not making yourself better by being your worst critic, by beating yourself down, by telling you yourself how you're wrong or telling yourself how you messed up or telling yourself that you're an idiot for making this mistake or how you never get this thing right. All of those things are making you worse simply because, again, everything that you say to yourself has much more impact than anything that anyone else can say to you, positive or negative. When you are being held accountable, you note your errors, you note your mistakes, you note your areas for improvement, and you make your adjustments, you fix them. That's what being accountable means. But when you are beating yourself up by being your own worst critic, because see, if you're being your own worst critic and giving yourself negative criticism, you're not necessarily giving yourself ways to get better. All you're doing is pointing out the things that are wrong. You're not telling yourself, all right, here's the ways that I'm going to improve and step my game up. You're just pointing out all the ways that your game is not right and you're not in the right space. So I want everyone, especially those of you who have ever called yourself your own worst critic, to be vigilant, 
today and this week and moving forward about are you being a critic or are you holding yourself accountable? Because there is a line and it's not a fine line, it's a clear line between the two of these. So think of accountability as a wall that you're standing up against. If you stand up against the wall, the wall forces you to be upright, right? You stand up against the wall, I tell people this whenever I'm talking about how do, you, how do you fix your posture? Put your back up against the wall, your heels, your butt, your shoulder blades, and your and the back of your head should all touch the wall. That is quote unquote perfect posture or correct posture, at least the way that human anatomy was designed. If you stand up against the wall like that, again, your heels, your butt, your shoulders, and your head all touching the wall and then come off the wall and note how awkward that might feel compared to your normal posture. That might tell you something about how you're gonna, your body's gonna look when you're you know, 75, 80 years old. This is a side note. But anyway, the pur purpose of accountability is to be that wall that you stand up against. You lean on the wall. The wall does not lean on you. And that's the difference between holding yourself accountable and being a critic of yourself. The wall doesn't ever just start collapsing and falling down on you and knocking you down to the floor. It's just, it's just there. You lean up against the wall. You don't knock the wall down. The wall doesn't knock you down. You just use the wall as a measuring stick. That is what it means to be self-accountable. That wall, again, it never goes beyond that, that perpendicular line. Hopefully, you know, if you had good architecture, walls are straight up 90-degree angle. So the wall can't hit you. You hit the wall, not in a negative way. Point number two, we're talking again today about holding yourself accountable versus beating yourself up. When you are beating yourself up or down as your own worst critic, here's the challenge with this, is that you're not actually making yourself more accountable. What it really does is it makes you less accountable and let me explain why because i don't know if we have any people listening now who are involved in combat sports whether as a participant or a coach or maybe some of you do it for fun but even if you are nobody likes getting beat up like, anybody i don't know if there's anyone here who enjoys getting beat up or enjoys getting beat down whether it be verbally emotionally uh physically or any other way i don't think too many people enjoy getting beat up. It's not a fun experience. So the more you do- Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. That by being your own worst critic and beating yourself up, the less likely you are to do anything that could lead to it happening again. Because as human beings, we have these self-regulating mechanism. Anything that we do to ourselves that hurts, that induces pain, we usually don't do too much of it. This is why it's better for other people. This is why it's better for human beings to have other people as our coaches, whether that be for physical training, as your coach for, you know, life coach, business coach, having some accountability partners, other people to hold you accountable in certain ways, other people to let you know about things that you need to do, or other people to make you live up to certain standards that otherwise you might not move yourself to simply because individually it's hard for us to induce a certain level, we can't go past a certain threshold of pain with ourselves and make ourselves do it, but other people can make us do it because they don't emotionally feel what we're feeling. And we are often more willing to do something that someone else told us to do than we are to do something that we told ourselves to do. 
not necessarily in a negative way. Again, this is why great athletes, as Serena Williams has a coach, or the best business people out there have people who can hold them accountable. So it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It's just that we emotionally can't do, we can't inflict but so much pain on ourselves, again, emotionally or physically. So the more you beat yourself down, the less likely you are to do anything, that can lead to you beating yourself down again. And thus, what happens is you shy away from the activities and the commitments for which you would normally hold yourself accountable. That's why it's so important and why I spend so much time on that first point of what exactly does it mean to hold yourself accountable? Because when you beat yourself down and you make yourself feel bad about yourself, and this is self-inflicted pain, you know what you're going to do? You're going to stop doing anything that could lead to that self-inflicted pain again. So you're less likely to even get better at the thing that you were holding yourself, quote unquote, holding yourself accountable for. Because you made yourself feel like shit. Well, would you want to make yourself feel like shit again? Probably not. So that's, that's why beating yourself down does not work. If you are doing it in this, this inaccurate way that I explained in the first point. And that's why understanding this, that line, not a fine line, but a clear line, is so important. And anyway, if you really think about it, when a person gets beat down, emotionally or physically, they're usually in worse shape after getting beat down than they were before they got beat down. And thus, less capable of completing the job that they got beat down for doing incorrectly in the first place. So you see how this becomes this, this cycle that actually just makes things worse over and over. So that's why, even though what we're talking about here is what you do to yourself, this is why a, even a sport coach or a parent has to be careful about this line. Or anyone in a position of authority, of authority, a boss, a supervisor, a business owner, had to be careful about this line of holding people accountable and even critiquing them and you know, letting them know that they made a mistake. Even when somebody did mess up and everyone in the room agrees that they messed up, even they agreed they messed up, we still had to be very careful about how we hold people accountable because if we beat them down too much for the mistake that they made, then they may become less and less useful for us in the future to actually do the job the right way. And my background as an athlete, I played for many, many coaches. And I had some good and some bad. And there were some coaches who their idea of holding their players accountable was really to just try to humiliate and embarrass the player in front of everybody. And that was their style because maybe somebody did it to them. Maybe that's the only way they knew how to communicate. Maybe it's because they were actually pissed off at the player for the mistake that they made. And sometimes it was, uh, they were, it was uh, justified, depending on the mistakes that those players made. Sometimes I was that player. And these coaches would just beat their players up in front of everybody. And the challenge is there are some athletes out there who can take that. There are some people who can take being talked to like that and hustled out in front of the whole team. And they'll come back the next day as if it never happened. But there are other players you look at them the wrong way, and the first quarter of the game, you lost them for the next three games. And now they're no good to the team because the coach, the person who is allegedly in place of and responsible for holding people accountable, did it the wrong way. They went a little bit too far, beat the person down instead of holding them accountable, and now it's hurting the entire team. Is even going to hurt the coach. So this is why we have to be very careful in this line between holding someone accountable and beating someone down because you don't want to make your own teammates less capable of doing their job. And you are a teammate in your business. You don't want to make yourself less capable of doing your job by beating yourself down with the way you talk to yourself. So 
You beat any anyone down too much. They're not going to get better. Right, that is that's not my motorcycle. Point number three. We're talking here today that how to hold yourself accountable versus beating yourself up. Number three, KYP. This is something that we will talk about often in sports. KYP stands for know your personnel. Know who you are dealing with. For example, uh, one day in college in practice, I was we were working on running a certain play, and my job was to pass the ball to one of my teammates, this big guy, but he had really bad hands. He just couldn't catch. And throw him the pass that was a little bit too fast or too hard or a little bit too saucy, he wouldn't catch the ball. The ball would go out of bounds, and that would end up being a turnover charged to me. And this happened over and over again while we're in practice working on the play. And one of the assistant coaches uh, said to me, Dre, um, see me after practice. There's something I want to tell you. So after practice, I went to him. He said, Dre, know your personnel. All right, you know that guy can't catch. All right, stop throwing him passes that he's probably not going to catch. You might need to just not pass him the ball sometimes because he's not going to catch it. And it's actually going to make you look bad. You're going to be the one who gets pulled out the game because you're the one who threw the bad pass. And what I'm, I'm telling you that to tell you this. You are a person dealing with personnel, the personnel being yourself. And here's a question that you need to ask yourself and you also need to know the answer to. And you should make your adjustments accordingly. How far can you be pushed? How far can you push yourself? What can you say to yourself while maintaining your self-esteem, while maintaining your confidence, while staying focused, sharp, and on point, even when you are being critical? How critical can you be of yourself while not losing your ability to keep showing up and delivering for the team? Again, the team being team you. How far can you be pushed? Do you need or want some help from the outside, meaning another person to help hold you accountable, another person who can be critical of you, maybe more critical of you than you're willing or able to be critical of yourself? Many of us will push and accept being pushed more from others than we will with ourselves. So your job, once you get answers to these questions, honestly, is to make the game easier for yourself and find that outside person who can actually help you with that accountability if that's what you need. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but it's your job to know yourself, know your personnel. Again, you're the personnel, know your personnel, know who you're dealing with, know what works and what doesn't work for you. With all this said, I left about five minutes of space here. Who has a uh, comment? question. I'm going to open the floor for someone to share about anything that I've talked about for the last uh, 25 minutes here. Dre, it's Justin. What up, my dude? What's up, Justin? I'm good, man. You said it was quiet, so I was just waiting, waiting, waiting. That was a great segment. <laughs> I was going to say, brother, like, well, as you're talking, I'm thinking of more things than just business, right? Like, you can even think about diet. A lot of people will go down this vicious cycle where they just grind themselves into the dirt they're super strict and then they break and they eat the large pizza and then they feel bad mm -hmm. about things right and i think it's just right one percent a day and just getting real real self-aware as to who you are and what you want to accomplish the other thing i was going to say that i kind of heard as you were speaking is i do feel like people get to that self-loathing place because they're worried about this outward perception of who they are right like they're usually so concerned about what other people think about them meanwhile everybody's too busy living their own lives so I think just self-reflection, self-awareness. Great, great session. I liked it. Thanks, man. Excellent. Thank you for the feedback, Justin.
Hi, Dre. It's Mary Lynn. I love the part about the wall being the measuring stick because, you know, in the past and until I've been doing some self-growth, I would, um, well, I still am kind of one of my worst critics, but I have really changed that. Um, you know, I would get so negative that I was like, oh, I'm kicking myself in the butt. Yes, I'm giving myself a good talking to. I'm doing a reality check, but then it would feel so bad. So I love the analogy of the wall. You know, it's there to support you, not weigh on you. So I love that, and I'll keep it in mind. 100%. Thank you for sharing. I like that analogy, too. Hey, Dre, it's Jamika. Hey, Jamika. Um, <laughs> good morning. So I love the know your personnel. Like everything you were saying, I was like, yes and i'm sitting up here like clapping in the background um but the know your personnel i um did accountability with my students in my classroom and that was some of the questions that i asked them like how do you like to be held accountable and then choose someone up here to hold you accountable who will be your accountability partner and a lot of them like when they were doing their writing they were like well you and i was like no i'm your third layer i was like it's going to be you first <laughs> then up here and then it's me and your parents. You get what I'm saying? And I right. said, because you, I have to teach you how to be accountable. And then I actually asked them, what does accountability look like to you? Um, and then what does being an, a 10, because we did like out of zero, I mean, one out of 10, how likely are you to be successful? And what does success look like to you? And so I told them I needed to see that from your perspective, because my 10 and your 10 is different. So whatever mm -hmm. level you feel that you are on right now, I want to push you to your version of a 10, and then we can exceed that later. Um, so everything you were saying is, is spot on, and I was sitting here like, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so right. great share, perfect, thank you. Excellent, I like that approach. Thank you for sharing that. So we are at 629. Let me give a quick recap of my three points, then we're going to pass the mic to Alexander. And topic is holding yourself accountable versus beating yourself up. Number one, understand what accountability means. It's kind of like the wall you are leaning up against. The wall never leans on you. Number two, beating yourself up does not make you more accountable. It actually makes you less accountable. Number three, know your personnel. First of all, knowing yourself, knowing how far you can be pushed. And do you need an outside push? Or are you capable of giving yourself that inside push? There's nothing wrong with getting it from the outside. The best performers out there all have outside help besides just themselves. None of us just does it all on our own. All of that. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.